It is time now for Green Visions and Randy Hansen. Man, we haven't talked to Randy in forever. And as usual, once we get Randy on the air with us, he's got something fascinating to talk about. Hey, Randy, good morning. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you for having me. So you are not only making all kinds of uh, green, organic, and interesting waves at Lake Superior College. You're working on something called the Youth Climate Action Field School. And it's happening in late August here in town. But it's also happening in Thunder Bay, Sault Ste. Marie, and Houghton, Michigan. So tell us more. What's it all about, Alfie? Well... Um, Yes, this is something called the Youth Climate Action Field School, and uh, it's really about putting together um, uh, area leaders to have conversations and build um, relations with young people defined in this context as people between 18 and 30 years old, and really um, help think of and act on empowering emerging climate um, champions and action champions as we try figure out ways to build a better, more healthy, just, and sustainable future across our Lake Superior watershed. And this is a project, Lisa, that is free um, for participants, and um, it's uh, going to happen for, on August 21st through 27th of this year. And it's part of a, a larger project around um, Lake Superior that we have created called the Lake Superior Living Labs Network. Um, you can go on that and uh, find that, um, the Lake Superior Living Labs Network. It is basically... Um, a collaboration across um, four communities living on Lake Superior, as you said, Sault Ste. Marie with Algoma University, Thunder Bay with Lakehead University, um, Houghton, Michigan uh, with Michigan Tech, and here in Duluth with our um, institutions of higher education, UMD and so forth, that is really how do we live responsibly around Lake Superior uh, within this kind of amazing watershed uh, and be responsible to ourselves, each other, our future generations, and and how do we begin thinking at a watershed scale? And this is a kind of movement that's happening all around the planet, Um, creating infrastructure and uh, health, frameworks that are based in watershed scale systems. And, um, and we're excited, this, this Lake Superior Living Labs Network, we've we established this three years ago, and there's a whole series of projects um, at each of the so-called hubs um, around Lake Superior. And um, this project, the Youth Climate Action Field School, is, is one of those, and most of the workshops that are part of it will be local, will be sort of a hybrid combination of, of uh, conversation, but then also action, getting out into the urban design, into food systems, going to places where energy is created, 
um, involved, being involved in art creation that responds to the climate crisis, and really trying to, um, you know, uh, again, fuse this reality of thinking about and acting in the climate crisis simultaneously, doing so intergenerationally, trying to bring together different ages of people, but then also bring together different um, people across the Lake Superior watershed. And we'll be doing that in virtual ways, connecting people and, and really, again, um, continuing this conversation about how do we create a just, healthy, and sustainable future living on one of the greatest bodies of water on the planet and do so not just for ourselves but for the other living things that help us all live and the people who are yet unborn. Randy, folks who have been around in communities a while do have important things to offer. They have a sense of the history of different projects and efforts, and they also have a sense, perhaps for better or ill, of the way current systems work and Mm -hmm. uh, things, you know, that you have to keep in mind. Or we tried to run that up the flagpole once and nobody was interested in it. Um, So... That is obviously very, very valuable information, and it does need to be taken into consideration. But young people these days, I'm just so impressed with them because in addition to having boundless energy, they have an understanding of tech that perhaps we don't have because the world has changed so much in the last 25, 30 years. And they have an understanding of the new technology and what can be accomplished with the new technology that we, again, that we don't have. And they also have a sense of, in some, it's just passion. In some, I think it's anger and a burning sense of of uh, that injustice has been perpetrated here and they want to make things right. Talk a little bit about how you can harness this incredible energy of young people and their incredible knowledge, but still keep them anchored, rooted a little bit so that you don't have to, you, you can you can steer them into new horizons and not have them spin their wheels trying to, I'm mixing my metaphors here, mm-hmm. spin their wheels trying to reinvent the wheel. You see what I mean? Right. Sure. Absolutely. And I think that's all, everything you said there, Lisa, is really insightful. I like, you know, I, I came to think about um, this sort of, yeah, the current young people as Generation Anthropocene. They, this generation has grown up from the time that they were cognizant, being told that the planet, that our human systems are unsustainable and that it's creating a crisis for the planet and for ourselves. And yet, of course, the, um, the elders who currently manage, um, you know, our, our, our systems, are doing very little in a sort of substantive way of making changes that align themselves to our scientific understanding of the planetary crisis around climate change and related things. And so, yes, you know, young people are appropriately um, frustrated and angry and are going to inherit, are inheriting a planet that really needs 
to um, see human systems change that align themselves more elegantly with how the planet creates and maintains the conditions for life for us and every other living thing. Our job, I think, as, as elders, as it were, is to both um, create pathways that unleash this impatient creativity of young people that want and believe in a better planet, a, a better human system. And I think we also um, ha- have to get out of the way of young people simultaneously. And so, as you said, how can we, you know, take what we have learned over, you know, decades of working on climate, but also realize that young people are inheriting, um, you know, a planet of growing crisis and that their leadership, their passion, their creativity, their tech savviness, all of that is going to be absolutely key to um, creating the waves of change that we need. And we all need to do that locally at the same time that we understand this in a planetary way. And so for us to create this um, set of actions around Lake Superior, bringing together academics and community people that can serve as a kind of platform to think about these issues with younger people, but then also realize that what we're really doing is empowering young people to assume greater and greater levels of leadership, and that is appropriate and increasingly urgent. And that's really what this uh, uh, Youth Climate Action Field School is about, right? Making sure that we empower young people, not just with knowledge, but with action. That, you know, yes, we can hope for a better world, but that hope is always tied to doing something about making that better world happen. Randy, what do you tell me? Tell me what you think. The do you think that Greta Thunberg has a role in this? Do you think that for young people to see a young person um, not only working to make substantive change, but pushing back against and kind of calling out the systems? I mean, it's it's one thing to say, hey, we need to do this. And then somebody steps in and says, well, in Minnesota, that's illegal. We're not allowed to do that yet. And mm-hmm. you say, oh, OK, fine. Um, and so, again, there, there needs to be those voices to let folks know that, OK, this is illegal and this is why or, um, you know, this is going to be really expensive. And so you'll get pushback. This is why. But Greta Thunberg did push back kind of on a, on a large scale against some of the the, the ruthless self-interest, the, the small-minded, yeah, well, this benefits me, so I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> and ignore everything else going on around me. Um, do you think that that was important for them to see a young person succeeding at this? Absolutely. <clears throat> and I think, you know, Greta Thunberg and thousands of other um, young people all across the planet have stepped up. And I think, you know, Greta has been a shining example of sort of um, not accepting no politely but sternly in the sense that, look, you know, 
all the excuses in the world make sense from the logics of the current system, except for the planet. And the planet is in crisis, and we humans have to use our creativity to reboot how we deliver food, water, energy, housing, transportation, and, and water to us humans in a way that does not undermine the planet's ability to create and maintain the conditions for life. And that is the most important issue of the 21st century. And young people are going to carry that message and help um, our societies all across the world make the appropriate changes. But we have to now, we really have to focus, I believe, on, uh, again, empowering young people to, um, to gain the platforms that allow them to speak, to take leadership, and to take action that aligns ourselves with the planet in more healthy, just ways. So, yes. So I the people... We have those leaders locally. We have those young leaders already here, and it's amplifying their voices. It's connecting them with voices in other parts of Lake Superior, and it's really, um, you know, in sense, uh, you know, helping them, um, you know, gain stronger relationships with allies that will create, again, this better outcome. So let's hope that many folks are either living with or working with or know of these young leaders and they want to make them aware of this project and they want to uh, get them signed up. They want to give them the information. Uh, What's the best way for folks to take part if they are looking for more information or if they're saying, yeah, that's me. I think I want to get involved in this. Well, if they, uh, it's, it's with the Lake Superior Living Labs Network. And we'll, I'll provide you with a link um, that you could put on the KUMD um, page. If, um, but, you, you know, it's, it, you know, just to say, to, to restate here, this Youth Climate Action Field School that is being organized in four parts simultaneously across the Lake Superior watershed is going to take place August 21st through 27th of this year. It's free, um, lots of um, food and transportation and so forth to field sites will be provided. And uh, the young people between 18 and 30 who sign up will um, you know, uh, partake in um, uh, community building and action creating set of activities that um, will um, you know la- will will be a platform for empowerment around climate issues. So I will provide you with that, Lisa. But like, again, it's called the Lake Superior Living Labs Network. And, and uh, yep, the, and the sign up is there. And we will get a link set up, so it'll be, <clears throat> pardon me, it'll be easy for folks to find. Randy, it's always great to talk with you. Every time we talk with you, you, of course, have something interesting to contribute. So it was good to hear your voice again. Thanks so much, and uh, let's talk again soon. 
Wonderful. Thank you, Lisa. Randall Hansen joined us this morning as our guest here on KUMD. The Youth Climate Action Field School is happening in late August simultaneously here in Duluth, Thunder Bay, Sault Ste. Marie, and Houghton, Michigan. The event is free. It's designed for folks ages 18 to 30. And as we mentioned, we'll get a link set up so it'll be easy to find all the information.